Welcome to 66 Ohio and California Adventures, podcast number 20. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. And today we're going to have some strange Universal Studio Hollywood news, a whole bunch of Walt Disney World news, some SeaWorld Orlando news, some airline news, and also some cruise news, and the big news of the week, Disney California Adventure Avengers Campus has opened. Try to say that really fast. And also, character meals. Are they worth it? And our experience with them that we had in Walt Disney World. So let's go ahead and get started with the strange news out of Universal Studios Hollywood. So on June 1st, there was a fire that broke out just after midnight at the parking garage. And it's kind of the one near the theme park where you can see the minion, the one-eyed minion sticking out of <laughs> And that's not the strange news, you know, we've had fires at theme parks before. Well, and luckily nothing was destroyed. So the next day when the park opened, not everything was still opened. Well, that's good. Yeah. But the strange part is, is what happened on June 1st, 2008. Same day, 13 years ago, there was a fire at the King Kong kind of attraction on the studio tour, which destroyed the whole building. So that took out the whole attraction. New York Street and master copies of songs by Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong, Chuck Berry, and Aretha Franklin. So that would have been the Universal Studios storage for the West Coast masters. Yes. Of their uh, music. And that's kind of weird. 13 years. I don't think it's just the West Coast. I think that was all the copies, the master copy they had of those versions. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And that's, you know, those are legends. Yes. Um, So the fire is under investigation. But I'm not sure we believe in strange coincidences in, in Hollywood. Yeah, this is kind of a strange thing that it happened 13 years ago on the same day. Um, Holly Weird has a weird history. Like sometimes <laughs> there's some mystery and things we can't explain. But yeah. really, back lots in the middle of the night, yeah. exact same day, 13 years apart. And then, of course, if you're, you know, kind of a thrill theme, you know, horror film 13. Friday 13th. Yeah. Kind of some weird coincidences there. Just Yeah. Saying. I remember that big fire in 2008 and we were watching on the news and it, it was, was yeah, we were all just like, wow, can't believe it. And of course, if you've ever been to Universal Studios Hollywood, they do have their own fire department that's sitting right there. And I guess they had to use it, but it's just weird to happen on the same day. It is. So, well, you know, luckily there was nothing damaged this time. It was in the parking garage. We've seen fires in parking garages before at Disney. It's just, like you said, there's no strange coincidences that it happened on the same day in Hollywood. Holly weird. Okay. So let's go ahead and go on to our SeaWorld Orlando news. And SeaWorld Orlando is to host a Hallow Scream. So this has usually been a traditional event that's been done at Tampa. They've also announced this at SeaWorld San Diego. So that's kind of cool. They're expanding oh, cool. it. I didn't realize it was in San Diego, too. Just this year. Oh, wow. So we have news from both coasts for SeaWorld. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Oh, I forgot all about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been a busy few weeks. Okay. Yeah, that was before our trip to Disney World. So, okay, fair. Um, so this will have a family-friendly Halloween a Halloween, and a nighttime horror for thr- thrill seekers. So they're going to do a split between a family and not family-friendly. Is that it? Okay, so family-friendly is going to kind of already be there if you're in the parks. And it's going to be called Halloween Spooktacular. Okay. So it's kind of for all ages, nothing to too scary just kind of fun and then nighttime is obviously for your horror fans your thrill seekers and that'll be a hard ticket separate event oh that'll be kind of interesting and that's kind of cool they're doing that uh, i think mm-hmm. that way you can still have that kid friendly stuff but afterwards you pumpkins can have... and cute little ghosts and stuff and at night well who yeah. knows what <laughs> larks so yeah that's kind of cool they're doing that for fa- or the nighttime for the people who really want to thrill i wonder what they're gonna do for themes well, I mean, for nighttime, have you seen Jaws, Sharknado, like undersea, like scary sharks? Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Unfortunately, Jaws is Universal Studios, but... Right, but they could do something else different and unique with it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things they could do. Hey, I'm scared. Like, I'm not fans of eels and barracudas, so I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it runs September through Halloween from 7 p.m. until 2 a.m. on some evenings. Wow, that's late. Okay, and one of the things I think last week we talked about was how the Boo Bash is only three hours. So even if they're only going like 7 to 12, they've already beat Disney. Yeah, that's a well, I mean, 2 a.m. for us, because we're used to here on the West Coast with the Universal Studios Hollywood, that they shut it down. Well, that's because they have neighbors. Neighbors, and they shut it down early. They used to go to that late. Yeah. And it's cool they're doing this that late, especially with the cost at twenty nine ninety nine. And then there'll be past member discounts available. So, I mean, start it could, closer to Halloween, obviously, the price will go up. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, that's what they always do. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to feature haunted houses, scare zones, roaming haunts, musical dance show, party zones with DJs, and nighttime rides on roller coasters. <laughs> okay, I think as sad as this is, I'm so excited to see it like a party zone with DJs like back to normal like let's go dance <laughs> that'd be kind of fun outdoor dance party yeah I mean that's interesting um, I think it's a great event that we're seeing these things come back and talking about things coming back and talking about boobash well I'm just saying I'm excited for October I want to fill our calendar I don't want to work in September October <laughs> I just want to go to theme parks oh well, you've already got our whole summer filled <laughs> well maybe so talking about Halloween and uh, all this stuff going on Boobash tickets are and information and more have been released. So, like I said, it's going to be a three-hour event, which was compared to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, which was a five-hour event. And you can get into the park at th- seven p.m., which is early without Magic Kingdom admission ticket for the day. So they're allowing you in a little bit early. Right. So it's going to be August tenth through Halloween. Prices will be one hundred twenty-nine dollars to one hundred ninety-nine dollars, depending when you go. But DVC members will get a $10 discount. Okay. The 2019 prices for adults at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party was $79 to $130. So this is actually more expensive. And not as long. Yeah. um, That's kind of... Well, Well, they're not going to have fireworks. They're not going to have shows. Wow. I don't know. Maybe it's not worth it this year. That's what... I'm seeing a mix. Like People want to get back to Halloween, but they're like, wait a minute. There's not... You know, there's no fireworks. There's no. Yeah, and it's almost like you're seeing, um, like we were saying, just talking about SeaWorld Orlando, and I wonder what Universal Studios is gonna release more information on theirs. It's like they're trying to get back to normal, but Disney's is taking a way more cautious approach. No, I think Disney's taking the approach of we're gonna take more money. Yeah, but they're also doing less. Like they're trying. Yeah, to take that's in, what I mean. Because I think to, they're they're going on the nostalgia of guests. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long that nostalgia is going to hold up with people. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a fine line because there's a part that wants to go and do something fun for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And if you're already there, I don't know. But I mean, just to let you know, there are gaps and dates with no events from August 11th to 16th and September 25th to October 4th. So some. So it's weird too. They're skipping weeks. Yeah, I don't know. It's well, the reason I was saying they're maybe a little bit more cautious. Maybe they're a little still wary about everything, all the restrictions and everything, and trying to be careful. But I don't know. I think I'm looking at 129 dollars is the base price, and you look at so that'll be August. Yep, and then you look at SeaWorld at 29.99. Right, that's a huge difference. As I mean, if you have a I. And I did see a group that I belong to. Somebody's like a family of four. That out, I mean, that would outprice us for a day ticket. I mean, we'd rather go the whole day than a few hours. Yep. Even though it's, I mean, because there's still Halloween themes during the day and Halloween treats or fall treats around the parks. Yeah, and you've got obviously it. the events have special treats and pins and merch. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at it, and I I mean, when we went to Boogie D's Boo Bash. We had a great Oogie time. Boogie Boogie's Bash. Oogie Boogie's Bash. Sorry. We had a great time doing that. And I didn't feel like we wasted our money because it was fun. They had parades. They had everything going on. I don't think we went on any rides either. We yeah. did the trail. We did a couple of rides. I think did a couple. We? Yeah, I think we did a couple of short rides. It wasn't anything big, but okay. it was a lot of fun. It we was. Had, it was a really good time. But the thing is, there was a parade. There's no fireworks over. There wasn't a fire. Oh. They had a special they had, vill- a, they had a special villains uh, show where they usually World have of color. yep, and that was a lot of fun. And that's true. Here it doesn't look like they're doing any that any extra stuff. Um, I mean, and- they're still going to have the cadaver dance come out and sing somewhere, probably on a balcony or something to avoid. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. I don't know. I mean, that price is steep. It, it it's a hard to justify kind of thing. I don't know. If I were going, I'd really want to go in August just because of the price difference. <laughs> well, the 129 But I don't know if I could justify it at that price. But think of the after hours that we went to as DVC members where it was about $109, I believe it was. Yeah, and we had a good time, and that was probably well worth it because we got on so many rides. I was, uh, But I was looking at that would be our day ticket. It was a special event that was a day ticket for us that we got everything done and more than that short period. Then we would have full day at Magic Kingdom. 
But would that ring true with this? Because there's still going to be attractions open and the lines have been arguably longer. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how many, what the percentage is so and everything no else. there's no ice cream included. You're not getting your free ice cream and soda. Yeah, and there you go. So I don't know. Yeah. It just seems a little high. And maybe that's just me and maybe it's just the time we're looking at. I don't know. And Brad might be a little sore because we're looking at two more trips this year, possibly. <laughs> she keeps wanting to go back. I don't know why. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so tickets will go on sale June 8th for guests with resort reservations and the general public goes on sale June 15th. So they're obviously giving you those who are staying at the resort first stab at it. Okay. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> but um, it's just kind of an interesting, I think it'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. We don't have plans to go because we're not going to be there during those dates. Well, we have to be back here because somebody has school. And baseball. Yep. Yeah. So let's go move on to other Walt Disney World news. Club levels are reopening at several resorts. But, uh, but they're not going to be at all. And I know this has been some really long-awaited news, and I'll tell you this because from my understanding, club level, and we haven't done a club level before, is that they have like almost like enough to have a full breakfast, almost like snacks throughout the day. And without the dining plan, maybe it is a little bit more Might effective be worth for it families. Yeah. And it has alcohol at night, hmm, afternoon's okay. night. Oh, well, that's nice. Reservations open June 4th. And for the Grand Floridians Resort and Spa, the Royal Palm Club opens September 16th. Boardwalk Resort opens September 23rd, the Contemporary Resort, September 26th, the Wilderness Lodge, December 16th, and Coronado Springs, December 16th. Resorts with no club reopening date yet is Animal Kingdom Lodge, which isn't really a surprise because the Animal Kingdom Lodge is not open to resort guests yet, only DVC members that book. Uh, the Polynesian Village and Resort, Disney's Yacht and Beach Club also will not be open. Yeah, with the Poly, I think... We were hearing they're trying to have it done by what around October-ish. Well, when we actually we were there a few weeks ago, and we were walking around the poly, and it seems like they were remodeling that area. Oh yeah, they're remodeling. I mean, you walked through there and you saw right. So the Hawaiian Club that they have there, the windows had like I hate to say it, like paper construction. Well, they had plastic and they like, had pl- paper in front of the. They have huge windows that open up to Cinderella's Castle, and those were all covered. Yeah. If you've been down by Polynesian Resort, it's been obviously been covered and everything else. And so there, it's only open to DVC right now. So, yeah, so it's not worth it. Obviously, sometime in late July is when the rest of the resort, they still don't have an opening date for uh, Polynesian Village. Yeah. And it's like I said, we were hearing somewhere they're hoping around October, but no, they're opening sometime in July. Oh, July was it? Yeah, end of July. Matter of fact, that when we were there and we spent a lot of time talking to cast members, they're kind of thinking they're going to bring back according to cast members, so take that with a grain of salt, is uh, end of July. They're also thinking they're going to reopen Trader Sam's and Ohana's. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they were saying that hopefully that they have all the construction done by October before the 50th is what their plan was. Yes. So hopefully we'll see that soon. Um, We love the poly. I like to see the remodels once they're done. So you're saying you want to go stay in a Moana-themed room? Next year, not not okay. It's recorded. It's recorded. Not for the Moana. We have DVC for a reason. <laughs> Wait, I asked and you said yes. No, not for Moana for the DVC, but we can see a, a theme room at that point. How? How? Well, maybe they'll have an open house to show them. Oh, he's. Uh, mm-hmm. I I, ha- I had the yes. It's on the tape. Nope. So let's go ahead and start. Ta- uh, move on to Tusker House is reopening June twentieth at Animal Kingdom. Oh my goodness! This is. So such welcome news because when we were Animal Kingdom about three weeks ago, you really missed the restaurants. Yeah, it was really... Um, and a lot of quick services were closed. They needed something to reopen quickly, especially with capacities increasing. Yeah, you saw like the pizza place was closed. There was just not it's a whole... Safari. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot open, but they did open that little one kind of crossed away from Pizza Safari doing pizzas, ironically. Yeah, it was just like a window and they yeah. just had cheese and pepperoni pizza yeah but um it was it's needed people were searching for food at that time and we we went to so we went to tiffin's and when we were trying to get in line for tiffin's to just check in and make sure we had everything there was people lining up trying to see if there was reservations because they were hungry and wanted to eat dinner and satoli's uh canteen it took us a while to get meals and people are lining up trying to do the mobile orders just people were hungry and there wasn't enough 
restaurants. Yeah. So it was really, you know, back. It was, they needed this. Yes. So the menu will feature family style. Remember that word? Family style. African inspired flavors. So um, menus weren't um, shared, but they had like photos on their press release. Okay. Um, The breakfast shows fresh fruit, Mickey waffles, Lion King waffles, and a variety of breads and hash a hash dish. Okay, I would say hash dish is kind of like some kind of hash, like browns or potatoes mm, something or something. Mixed, like, yeah, I, I don't know because it could have an African-inspired twist. Okay. But I, that's kind of what I can make out of it. The bread almost kind of look like when we go to Tiffin's and they give you the bread and they have the one with that pomegranate oil. Okay. Like, it, it, that one of the breads there kind of look like that. Okay. Then the lunch and dinner uh, shows salad, bread, variety of meats, and it looks like a mac and cheese. Yeah, so I think it looks like a good meal. The only thing is I didn't see, and I was kind of upset because there was a lot of vegetables and mm-hmm. salads, but there was no tabbouleh. Oh, that's interesting because they've always had that there. I know, and I love it. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, bring back the tabbouleh. It's not my most favorite thing, but hey. <laughs> So Donald Duck and friends will be making appearance, kind of like the other um, Chef Mickey's character meals. So we're going to get back to the character meals at the end of the podcast and what we think of them. Yeah, and we'll see that. Be kind of, I mean, it'd be nice just to see them, see them out there again. Right. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to our airline news. And United is buying 15 supersonic jets. Okay, so actually, the kind of crazy thing is it's still being built and needs to go through safety testing. So this is kind of a new company called uh boom supersonic hmm. and that and they travel 1.7 times the speed of the sound at 1300 miles per hour in theory because it's still being built and tested <laughs> well of course and that's twice the speed of the current aircrafts they hold 65 to 85 passengers and they're expected in 2029 okay so i heard something like from new york to london in three hours well, that's, you know, what was, it? I mean, that's pretty much what the Concorde kind of was at. That's yeah. Supersonic. I, one of the problems they had with the Concorde A was a safety, obviously, that um, horrible Parisian crash. And there was a few of them with the Concorde. Exactly. And then you also, there's some talk about, is it really going to be green and climate friendly? Well, you got to remember the Concorde burnt a ton of fuel when they went. And also because um, the Concorde, when it was flying over the continental United States, it changed U.S. law for airline passage that they cannot be supersonic over the continental United States because that boom. Yeah, it's actually, okay, we're going to go off on a little funny story. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of weird. Is we were living in Montana during 9-11, which was a horrific event. and But in the middle of the night, and this was when all aircrafts were grounded. Grounded. And it was about 20 below zero that night, too. All of a sudden, at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, there was this loud boom and the sky was red and i'll admit i thought that was the end i think the red was more your imagination but the boom sonic boom it was two f-16s going supersonic yeah so um i've def- we've definitely heard the supersonic and it definitely gave us a little bit of a heart it sh- attack well it shook the house and i've been around them before where they've actually when i was living in another city before i met kim that actually knocked out the power of that city because it uh one of the air force jets went supersonic over the city and Knocked out the power because it shook it so bad it disrupted everything. Yeah, so so I'm not sure how I feel about supersonic. I I would want to watch this for a good while. Well, I mean, to get this, uh, trying to get the aircraft, I mean, it's obviously still hasn't been approved by the FAA. And after the 737 MAX, I think the FAA is not going to take any chances. chances. Yeah, it's going to be it's very strict. Anyway, so, I mean, it's not expected until 2029, so we're going to have to keep our eye out on that. But it's just kind of, I guess it'll be interesting. I mean, if everything works out, Mm -hmm. I mean, that could change how we travel across the world. Well, that's that about the Concorde, and we'll have to see. I mean, again, it's going to be based on fuel prices and how much fuel it drinks and everything else. But three hours across the Atlantic, that'd be cool. It would be. I mean, that's faster from LA, faster than from LA to Orlando for us. Can they go over the ocean and can we go get to Orlando faster? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> okay, let's go on to American Airlines and Southwest News. They will postpone serving alcohol because of an increase in passenger violence. American Airlines will be delayed through September 13th, but first class passengers will still be able to get Okay, drinks. and then Southwest is delayed at least till the end of July. 
So they're saying this year alone, there have been around 2,500 reports of unruly passengers so far this year. So that's a lot. It's definitely increased. I think tensions are high. I think you got a lot of people that are, you know, wanting to travel, been under the pressure, and now they're able to travel. And, just and then you've got the mask wears versus the non-mask wears. And, and you just have everything going on that people are under sh- yeah. short fuses. Let's yeah. put it that way. And that, unfortunately, alcohol, altitude, and short fuses are not a good combination. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting because usually I'll I will have a drink just to kind of relax. I'm a nervous flyer, so uh, I don't yeah, bring it. Mm. I mean, I don't want to bug anybody else or be violent, but I just need a little. Okay, so let's, should we go ahead and move on to our cruise news? So more cruises have been cleared by the CDC for stimulated cruises, which includes the Disney Fantasy. Ooh. So that's the end of July. They're actually talking, ab- or sorry, end of June. End of June for the Disney Fantasy they're talking about? Yeah. Hmm. So they Disney, have- take any volunteers? Well, that'd be a fun simulated cruise, but... <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be a blast. But we'll have to see what they do, and that means that Disney might be thinking here soon? Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, um, there's so many, there's too many to list at this point to mm-hmm. that I've been cleared for simulated, uh, the simulated cruises. I think, I guess... I would just, it's overload. People would be very excited. Yep. Uh, so that, that's exciting news. So we're going to hopefully have some Disney cruises soon. Um, Rose, Royal Caribbean has announced a ton of new summer cruises. But it's actually kind of funny because like the same day they canceled a whole bunch of other cruises. Okay. So that's kind of confusing. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it was the ones that were cleared and not cleared ships and things like that. So a bunch of them were being canceled through September. Okay. And then they, like, almost immediately a few hours later, it came out and were like, but we're um, starting back July 2nd, pending the simulated cruises. And I think some people are like, oh, hold on, you just canceled my cruise. So a uh, mixed message from Royal Caribbean then is what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so they're going to have vaccinations will not be required for most sailings. That's interesting. Okay, it's going to make things a little complicated because Alaskan cruises and sailings from the Bahamas, uh, you'll need vaccinations. So I guess it'll depend where you're embarking yeah or where your trip takes you yeah um you know again you know that well i guess that kind of goes with the whole uh florida governor saying that you can't tell everybody they have to be vaccinated and find them if you guys thought we're away from as a cdc turned section of our podcast you are wrong because it is blaring its ugly head again it's you know i i this one has me like I feel like there's so much like back and forth and we make progress and then we go backwards and then progress and then backward. So we've had all these cruises that said, yes, you're cleared for simulated cruises, but we still have the problem of governor DeSantis and his vaccine anti-vaccination law, if you will. So that kind of complicates things. So what Kim's talking about, there is a lawsuit against the CDC with Florida. And if Florida wins that CDC, that lawsuit against the CDC about the vaccinations, the return to sailing, it may end Alaska season, season according to the CDC, which uh, that sounds confusing how Florida is affecting Alaska. Well, let's get into that. So the law that was signed by President Biden says the return to Alaska so we're talking just Alaska depends on the CDC conditional sailing order. So that they fact they would have to be cleared and all their vaccinations and things like that, which sounds fine. And why are we talking about Alaska when we're talking about Florida? Because the Florida governor DeSantis lawsuit goal is to make that conditional sailing order unlawful. So that means you have two different, you have Florida saying, no, you can't require vaccines. And we want this federally removed in a way at this point is the level they've taken it to. But yet Alaska in saying, no, 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 but we want that conditional sailing to order in the vaccination terms. Okay. So right. confusing. And the interesting part about this is something that I've been arguing for a long time and been saying for months now, what did you say? Is the judge on the case, Stephen Mariday, is trying to get the attorneys for the cruise industry and Governor DeSantis and ordered them to try to come up with a resolution out of court through mediation. 
Wow, this oh. might actually make some sense. Now it's taking a judge to bop him on the head and say, yeah, you guys figure it out so I don't have to make a decision on it. Right, because at this point, it basically comes either Florida is going to get a return to sale or Alaska at this point, unless they come up with something in that mediation. Yeah, the Alaska can't be happy about this whole situation. Oh, and you know what? Rightfully so, because, I mean, it, it's DeSantis isn't really that big of a deal if you make everybody... Uh, cruises are optional. Yeah, and, uh, I, and it's, to, it's, you know, so nobody's forcing anybody to go on a cruise. So if they want to be vaccinated to go on a cruise, I think. And again, this is a situation that people it, that don't want to be vaccinated could leave. It's up to the business. I I really believe that you know people can go on cruises if they want to. You know, yes, it's completely cru- nobody's holding a gun to your head saying you have to go on a cruise. And I also believe that the business has the right to say, hey, you know what, you need to be vaccinated. For us to be on a cruise that make people feel comfortable, they want to go on cruises. Exactly. Nobody wants to be the Princess Diamond. I mean, but I also believe that you know, if the cruise line says, you know what, I want to go back to sailing, and we're not going to say we don't, we're not going to check your vaccinations. That's up to you if you want to go back. You take that chance on our line. Okay. So the one weird thing in the past, and I think we've talked, to, maybe we have or haven't talked about this, is the guests on the passengers back the last sailings on the Wonder way back over a year ago, a lot of those passengers, some of the passengers got COVID from other passengers. Mm-hmm. Now they all got sent to their rooms and quarantined and they did it as good a job as they could do. But passengers are suing Disney because they got COVID. Yeah. Well, now yeah. these, these, these ships are saying, wait, we'll go under the CDC terms. It protects us. We're in a lost happy society. Well, I mean, people are going to sit there and sue over everything. I mean, there's right, always... Right, hot coffee, McDonald's. Yeah. Well, the Starbucks coffee, hot the fam- beverage, fam- unless you get the iced coffee. The famous, yeah, McDonald's lawsuit, which actually she ended up losing again and uh, thing, but that's a... But it kind of opened there. a door for people to think they could sue for everything. Yeah, and this is the issue with this, is that every time we've gone on a cruise, I've known we're in tight quarters with people and that we could get sick. Would I sue them over anything that, unless they tried not to prevent something or tried not to do something? Like no. if they knowingly brought on a passenger that had COVID, then you might have a leg to stand on. And mm-hmm. I, even then, I would still say, "Hey, I took my risk. I knew I could get it here." I mean, it's like us going to Walt Disney World. You, you know, it's, the way it sounds, as bad as it sounds, is this is the first year that we went there and then come back sick because oh, yeah. everything. But normally, we go back and one of us is getting sick because uh, so many people are there. They're sick. They're not being hygienic let's put it that way not only that i've been we've been in restaurants where the table next to us is coughing and hacking or people in line and next thing we know we've gotten sick but i'm not blaming disney on it no i mean i got sick one time and i'm pretty sure i've got it from the desk employee that was really sick when we were checking in one time that um and i got pretty sick but i was fine within 24 hours and i go you know what that's probably going to disney world sometimes it happens that everybody's around these people who are sick and they bring it to them well no offense we've gone with another company and they have a lot of buffet meals and we know oh. that uh, what is it my mom ended up getting what was it um oh i can't remember oh jeez shigella Sh- yes my mom got shigella from a re- resort in a buffet but did she go back into the company no it wasn't their fault they tried to do everything you can't prevent mm-hmm. everything because people are also selfish in this society yeah and the funny part is then when i got i got the norovirus at one um resort that i wasn't feeling great and so first time i ever had it and uh, we know because there was an outbreak of it yep and you know it's one of those things that you get a whole bunch of people from around the world in this small area and it happens yeah i mean it's just kind of what it is um so but to put it on the cruise ships i mean cruise ships might want to be going with the cdc's recommendation because that's what they've said to protect themselves and to make the best well, situation yeah and i think that and i think the the just having everybody vaccinated on makes them you know say hey we're we're requiring you to be vaccinated right because yeah. the other thing right now you got to think of is 12 and under can't be vaccinated so there's also kids yep and so but most of these cruise lines are not allowing kids on at this point that we're aware of. Yeah. Um, I That's don't know. still to be determined per cruise line because some of them are saying yes and some are saying no. Again, and this is federal law. I mean, the cruise lines have to follow federal law when they're in, in, in U.S. waters. Um, they're going to a port that's Florida, but federal law usually always trumps uh, state law. And that's kind of one of those situations that, you know, if they, and this is where the, I think the judge is right saying, 
you two just sit down and get this figured out. I know. It's like sending two kids into a room and time out. Work it out with your sister. Work it out with your brother. Well, that's kind of the United States. Sisters and brothers sit down in a room and work it out. And what's going to happen is that even if the judge uh, goes on it and it's going one way against one person or one way against the other person, they're going to have to go all the way up the court system with this. And it's just going to delay sailing all yes. around for everybody. But I wouldn't be surprised if the courts went with what the CDC said, because they're still a federal entity. Yeah, but states also have their rights to their laws, too. And, and that's all. Yeah, yeah. This, it's, it's, this we is, could argue this is a day and night, either side of it. And, and neither both, one of us are yeah. attorney or law experts or anything like that. Right. Um, it's just kind of what we are feeling. Um, I think he just really wants us to get going so that both states or both parties can have return to business exactly because right now the only ones that are truly losing is a cruise industry Mm because nobody's bailing them out at this point and alaska going over here going hey we're trying to finish up our season just get a little bit here we want to bring back some of our economy help us out here (laughs) yeah so it's unfortunate so let's go to some better news and some very happy news disney california adventure avengers campus has opened that was difficult could they they make that any worse to say um so this is very interesting because um, Kim and I have seen it being built over the past couple of years, the way to put it. We have. Um, and uh, there's, tell you a little bit about it. There's obviously a new ride, the Web Slingers. There's prize character interactions and a whole bunch of things going on. Um, some new restaurants or places to get food too. I wouldn't call it a restaurant per se. It's a it's more of a quick service instead of a table service. Yeah. Well, we don't have a whole lot of table services at Disney unfortunately yeah disneyland resort compared to the walt disney world there's not as many uh table services and i'll tell you um i watched the opening of it um it's funny because i watched all these things online you know and i didn't want i didn't watch people doing the rides right because we don't want to spoil it for ourselves so i watched what disney put out because i know disney's not gonna spoil it but wait disney put this thing out it makes this thing look huge okay and in truth i don't think that area is that big no, it really isn't that big of an area, but they're including now Guardian of the Galaxy's Mission Breakout is considered part of Avengers Campus. Yeah, which is really cool because uh, we last time we were there and I noticed it too and I pointed out to Kim and I goes, like, like there's like this weird like a splatter of trails or something of like it's supposed to be like blood, but it's not blood. It's just weird green, bluish. Like Slimer. Color. It's like if Slimer blood <laughs> um, from the Ghostbusters. And you can see it all around there, but... Um, yeah, really, that kind of connects over to what used to be Bugs Life. Bugs uh, Land, yeah. And that was, I mean, for little kids, it was great, but I think this is great for Disney as in trying to get more people in that area because it was hardly used as a Bugs Land. So anyways, right now, they do have a virtual queue to get into Web Slingers, just like Rise of the Resistance. Now, I heard there was lots of disappointed people. Oh, of course there was. Opening day, um, very disappointed, which... No offense, but I mean, that opening day, I could get where you're like, oh, I paid the ticket and that Disneyland price. I mean, it, the argument always makes for these virtual queue rides now. Mm-hmm. But the opening day, you're like, oh, I put my money onto this. I bet on going. Now, I did hear some cast members uh, gave a little pixie dust and people didn't get it. A few people were like, hey, do you want to ride this? Well, that's good. But there was actually a line to actually get into avengers campus it wasn't that anybody could just walk in it was just so inundated so they're doing people. like what they did with toy story line when they first opened that that they only have so many people in that area or even uh pandora or pandora yeah where you only can be so many people in that area at one time and obviously with the restrictions in california still in effect right and it's still kind of boxed in it's got two x's but still not that big of an area that everybody could no. go at once actually the truth be told that used to be our shortcut area to get over to cars land <laughs> <laughs> from the tower well when it was the tower terror we would cut across there over to cars land for easy to get over radiator springs or whatever we had over there yeah and it's so it's just kind of um it, it's and i've heard they've had the mobile ordering for the pine is it pine p-y-m kitchen yeah, yeah pine kitchen i can't remember how they uh, said it and i i think it was prime. prime it sounds like prime but it's pine yeah i don't know, I don't I don't know. we that. haven't watched and we haven't gone yet so we'll yeah and they out. talked a little bit about what you know they have like a chicken sandwich that's a special thing and they have they a hundred dollar sandwich and basically it's got like salami and all kinds of meat on it and <laughs> they it comes with but the good thing is it does come with like a potato size like a 
Potato well, tot almost looking side. $100 for a pizza but up to how many? Six to eight people. So let's say six people. So I guess, that, you know. I mean, they they do sell the sandwich individually for $14. Oh, okay. Dollars and like 99 cents. Okay. Well, you know. So it's, and it doesn't come with the tater tot side, potato side that does when you get the $100 version. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then also comes with like a small arugula salad. Mm-hmm. And obviously what they're doing is pretty much copying copying and pasting their success from Galaxy's Edge. Oh, by far. I mean, so they have a new store in there that, you know, you make your own, you have your own special things for your web slingers or whatever for the ride that we've talked about that you have to pay for extra that's supposed to enhance the ride. Oh, boy. Um, also, you have a whole bunch of different things, pins and special things like that that they've of always course. had. Um, they have a special kitchen for special foods there and... Also, there was something about the carts. I can't remember what it was Churros. They're supposed to be specialty churros. Instead of straight churros, they're now like in a circular shape, almost like a pinwheel and they're different colors. Mm -hmm. So you got that. I mean, and that's it. So they, yeah, they're supposed to be having characters uh, roaming around. Uh, Obviously, right now with the restrictions in, they're probably not doing that. Um, But it looks like they're going to have distance meet and greets maybe and then going up the buildings and Spider-Man flying 80 feet in the air, which is supposed to be, Kim was telling me, an animatronic. Yeah, which we thought at first they meant it was going to be an actor, which what a cool job. Yeah, I mean, I I saw it and I was like, wow, that's convincing. And I was like, how did they do that? Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. Um, They're supposed to have battles and everything is supposed to be really just random. It's, and immersive. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen when we walk in there. There's nothing scheduled. It's just going to happen, which is, I think that's kind of a cool idea to do. So you get something different every time you walk in there. Yeah, but I could see a kid, one kid being like, I want to meet uh, Black Widow or I want to go meet Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. And I'm sure they're going to have something. But I mean, look at Galaxy Edge. They did the same thing. You know, they sometimes you all see Chewbacca running around there and it's not said time right they had some cast members dressed up and they had some like little creatures that made noise in a box and kind of cool stuff we actually oh yeah that one of our vlogs has that in it yeah and that was over uh towards the halloween time that they did that uh before they opened avengers campus but i'm sure they're gonna be doing all that so that's really cool oh i can't you know what you just brought up a good like now i'm like huh i wonder if they can do anything for halloween and christmas uh i don't black widow for Halloween? I don't know. No. Or the black version is Spider. What's the one where Spider Man becomes? I, I'm not I'm big in. <laughs> where Spider Man has like a black suit? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I'm not that big of a Marvel th- fan to know that, but I know it happened. So maybe they'll do like some kind of weird overlay with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't know. Well, we'll see. I, I think, know. I think Disney's probably going to probably stick pretty close to everything t- for the most part. I can see Christmas maybe doing a little bit of overlay. They could put up some lights and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, we'll see. Um. Yeah, so anyways, like Kim and I were saying, it's interesting what they're doing. Um, I just don't think the area is that big. It's- but they could always expand. I mean, the Hyperon Theater, I mean, they're supposed to bring back the Frozen show, but it's not there right now. Well, they could. But I don't know if they would right now or not. Or they could probably, can they expand into another parking lot back? I'd have to really look at the map again to know Well, we that. know there's another expansion coming. Right, there's a huge expansion so, coming. So I don't think it's it, almost going to make it like a third park. So yeah, anything's possible because that's supposed to be. Yeah, we talked about that. I think right now they're going to be focused on that expansion before they do anything with Avengers Campus. I mean, this is going to make California right. Adventure to get the tickets, especially with. with uh, well, Disney. my I'm thinking it's all going to be like one park from the way it looks. Like it's all going to transition around. I mean, there's been questions brought up about it. Oh, I know there's been questions, but I can see what they're seeing is that they're actually have it separated. Like a separate gate where you have to have a park mm-hmm. hopper and then you scan in and out on the hopper. Yeah. Uh, from could what be. I could see of the, and we saw that, talked about that earlier in another podcast about how expansive this is. Um, it's but, almost going to be like having a third park. Yeah, it could be close. Um, I think it's, I think it's definitely expanding the park and the capacities. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm so blown away and we've seen such little details. I mean, we've seen here and there, but I'm like. Oh my goodness, how exciting. I can't <laughs> wait to see what that brings. And talking about capacities, you know, with all this going on with the Ventures Campus, I think it's going to be hard to get in California Adventure for a while because of Disney's basically said that they're going to keep the park reservation system in. We'll see with the capacities, but that reservation system is going to make it interesting. All right. So you actually just brought up a really good point of something I experienced in the last two days is we decided to go to Walt Disney World later this summer. 
and my mom's going to join us and we are going to add her on. But one of the problems we came into was the parks reservations were kind of like sold out. Yeah. And then we were going to have to rearrange what parks we're in, what days. And I think at the very end of our trip, we might have gotten a Hollywood studios day and we were going to try to hop and all this crazy stuff. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is such a, pain in the yeah and the thing we're seeing is and i think what we both experienced seeing this i was really paying attention a lot of disneyland um park reservations as we're going through um is that these as capacity is opening up as they're adding capacity all of a sudden they don't announce anything it just all of a sudden shows up on the app right so i went back today i was going to change ours and i started looking around and all of a sudden everything opened up wide open and guess what for summertime when it was all sold out i was able to get hollywood studios yeah so and i was really happy because i was like no i even got a olga's uh canteen reservation i was like no i don't want to give that up oh that's cool so yeah we're gonna enjoy some beverages of choice and you can have a little mocktail <laughs> so the i guess the thing is here is that we've been told what um jpac has said for as far as Disney, Disneyland, Disney World is the reservation system is here to stay for at least another couple of years. Yeah. And the um, only thing I hope that they start to bring back with all this, especially seeing the increased capacities today, is that fast pass has got to come back. But yeah. And there's rumors about that, like we were talking about. Of yeah. Going, of a paid. Yeah. And I, 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 I've called this for months too before I even opened. I could see the Max Pass coming over to Florida. All right. At this point with these lines, bring it on. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, you know, depending if they kept it somewhat reasonable per person, like an extra $10, $15, I think Disney people... reasonable? Did you see that prices for the Boobash? Okay. I guess I'm living in fantasy <laughs> land. Yes. Yes, you are. I always live there. Um, so let's go ahead and move on from that and uh, talk about something that a lot of people have been wondering about. And Kim's gotten some questions on this is the character meals um, with this new family style dining and where they're doing them. Is it worth going to these? So what brought it up is literally two days ago, one of my coworkers is going for the first time to Walt Disney World and she's like, is it worth it to go to Cinderella's Royal table? She's like, did you see the price tag for the one that, I mean, for the three of us to go? I was like, yeah, I know it's a little hefty, but now I don't know about Cinderella's Royal Castle. Cause you're not getting that individual Cinderella's picture anymore. Like you did when she greet you, they have a prefixed menu, which that's been, that's been there for a little while though. Yeah. That has a, you pick a, a I- app, a, entree and a dessert and actually the desserts there from what i remember a few years back was pretty good matter of fact we're planning to go back so we'll review that yeah we'll give it another uh, and my opinion on cinderella's is i like the old way they did it before but i understand why they went to this way now right so it's not quite the family style meal there as the other things are but it's a character meal Mm -hmm. so they still are gonna have the princesses kind of walking around so but from a distance. distance. Um, and in some ways, I kind of like doing the way they're doing that. And um, when we're talking about these different ones, um, I think Cinderella's is more the exception to the rule than the family style where you just get a whole bunch of food and they bring it out. Where Cinderella, you get to choose from a prefix menu, like Kim was saying. Yeah, so that's the only one that's really bi- different in the character meals as of right now. And the other one, I would say that's kind of different too, and be more like that. I forgot, totally forgot about it. Is um, at uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, but he, yeah, you're right. Okay, so I don't ever really think of that so much as a character meal as you much because you only have Beast. Beast, and he walks in so fast. He walks faster than he did before. <laughs> I swear he's in there for like two seconds to try to get a picture of the beast is nearly like mission impossible. Beast has to get his walk in real quick. He's not, I I guess he has something to say to the, you know, he's got to find Mrs. Potts and chip in the. And we were told by our server at that meal that quite frankly, take video of you with the beast coming through because he goes through so fast that people miss it. Or if you have a a specialty camera on the sports. um, Um, well, in sports, like the port performing sports. Where they take multiple pictures because you're going to miss them. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, a lot of kids wanted to see characters and it goes so quick. As many times he goes through, I think at like a 10 second high wave, walk to one part of the room, make a circle until everybody that can't get up and get back out would be a better idea. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that's got to be the best paid character in Walt Disney World. Yeah, and the thing is, is the reason I am putting that as a weird exception is just that, that usually you only go there for one meal question or for one character. It's only there, and you're but the to, restaurant is more of an experience there because you yeah. have the West Wing with the um, all the things that are going on in the West Wing and the in the main different rooms. Yeah, in the main room it's snowing, and yeah. then they have the music box room, and so I mean, kind of the atmosphere is there. I think that's more atmosphere restaurant than character restaurant yeah agreed and then of course the gray stuff yep um so let's go ahead and go back to what we're talking about (laughs) so cinderella's (laughs) royal table i'm gonna say Uh, we haven't been there since they've done the change but you know i still feel like that isn't the worst place to go for like okay we're going for our anniversary so i feel like that's kind of a special occasion okay like if a special birthday or something or if you have that a um, child that's just into princesses that wants to see a princess, then, you know, of course it's kind of going to be worth it because you got those kids are just love, love the princesses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I totally agree, and I really wish fireworks were still there because that was a cool place to watch fireworks from. It had that fireworks going on. It had on. like a blurred, weird vision. It was like a, it yeah, was, it was not cool. like a clear window, but it's a stained it was, glass window you're watching. But just the, col- the colors you had coming through there, it was really neat. It was. And then... Okay, but going back to when you got like Chef Mickey's and Kate May Cafe. Well, Kate May's not character. Oh, you're right. Okay, so we're just going back to Chef Mickey's. Mickey's. Chef Mickey's and Garden Grill. Okay, so those are actually two really great character meals. Um, um, I put them a little bit different, but Chef Mickey's, I really enjoyed how they did the characters. We Actually, we are raving about Chef Mickey's. I really actually grabbed another one for later this summer because mm-hmm. we had such a good time there. And the characters really, the thing I like about this, this what they did at Chef Mickey's, and I'm kind of liking it a little bit more than when you had everybody kind of going up and hugging, is that the characters are right there and they, get, they are a lot more expressive than when they were with they the kids. They have to be. That's a good point. And then even with the difference when you go to Garden Grill, is you could still get like the kids like in the, or the family or whatnot in the pictures or whoever with that single character a little bit more. So it's a little more personalized at mm-hmm. Garden Grill than it is at Chef Mickey's. But they were so expressive. They were having so much fun. They were entertaining. It wasn't, yes. it, it wasn't like where you've seen the past where Mickey, the kid go up and hug me. Oh, hi Mickey. And they go, hi, you know, because they were trying to get through when they were doing the, like they're kind of like doing a skit that take the same amount of time, but they got to do a skit and you got pictures real quick with them. And then they, you know, yeah, we're chef Mickey's. They kind of like turn around. We could get a quick picture. Mm-hmm. And so we could, I mean, it was still socially distanced, but yeah, I felt like you could get those pictures there as well. Yeah. So, because in the parks, you're not getting anything. Oh, no. And that, and it's like I said, this is, now, that, of course that's subject to change tomorrow. And this was one of our criticisms. Of Walt Disney world was that you didn't have a whole lot of characters out. Well, you had get. a parade, and like when we were at caught with the princess cavalcade. Yeah, but you didn't get to get the pictures. I mean, that's well, what I'm saying. They were they were biased in two seconds. Yeah, I mean at uh, DCA when we we're at uh, California Adventure, they had characters out that you could do the socially distant pictures real easily. For. Yes, and that's that, that's one of my points. I feel like Disneyland is in the win column on that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the cavalcades like i still think that's a and cool they, thing that and should of course, stay they of course they had the, the characters up on top of like at disney world at the, on top of things on top of buildings sometimes they're on the river right. at animal kingdom but it was really hard to get you couldn't get those close-up pictures of with D- daisy or whoever that were down low yeah anyways i honestly would say i do like the character cavalcades i, w- I hope those stay because mm-hmm. it's neat. you know what some of us parents and some people in general just don't want to wait in line to see the characters because some of them get really long, but it's kind of like a happy medium. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, also, well, we should get back to the character meals. Um, so, so far, the character meals, I would say that we've had really good food with them. I like the family style that they've done a lot of these at, which we're going to see with Tusker House. Um, I, I really hope they keep that. I, I don't want to see the buffets come back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like the I haven't been a buffet fan in... I'd love to see the buffets. And the other thing you're seeing with this is that you're seeing the characters. You're not trying to beat, trying to figure out when you're going to get to your dessert to go get your dessert from the buffet. So you don't miss a picture of the interaction, your autograph. You're a lot more relaxed now. Yes. But Um, then again, you've got Disney that probably goes, but we're not selling our autograph books. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I can see him come back with the autograph books and everything. Once but I'd really see social. that for the park. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, I really like the way they've done this. I think they've done a great way. I think they can still probably get closer pictures, but I love the interaction. Yeah, actually, a lot of times... It feels like they're more forced to come out of their... Sh- the characters are more forced to come out of the shell a little bit. Yeah, they'd be more... And it's like I said, animated. That they were having a lot yes. more fun. That they were trying to... you know, Because you're at a distance and you're not getting those pictures with them. So they have to do... They're kind of trying to do something to entertain you while you're eating a meal. And it was entertaining. Yeah. I, I We both agreed that this was so much better. Yeah. Um, so I would... And definitely the food needs to stay this way. Cause yeah. Um, I'm hoping... The buffet is not... I'm hoping when they bring back all these uh, buffet or the, all these things back, they come back as family style character interactions like this. I think this has been a big win for Disney and this has been a good thing. Well, I mean, in a way they could maybe still like Tusker House when things get better is they could probably still do that kid music parade where they're dancing around oh, yeah. and, and still do the other things. I still said they could still do all that. But really, you know, you think of that buffet at Tusker House and in particular, Ugh, you, think no. of how, you think of how many of the space that eats up. I mean, really, these buffets... They could take it out and they could probably add four or five more tables. At least, if not more. I can't even imagine how much food they waste every day and how much better... I don't know. I know the bad thing is, is, and again, is that you're going to lose some things off the menu that they had before. Absolutely, that's true. But you bring back the most popular things and then bring back a seasonal favorite. There you go. That's not a bad idea. I mean, that to me is a good idea. And I really... It's like I said, I... I, I like buffets for their options and choices. I hate buffets for the options and the choices that you get with the bugs that come with it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely. I feel like in today's world, we've learned a lot lately, and mm-hmm. maybe buffets are not <laughs> yeah, and something also, that should be around anymore. Also, I know people are saying, well, you still waste a lot of food with the family style. Um, Disney has basically told us, and we've talked to uh, Disney different... Um, Cast members? Yes, have told us that... Nothing goes to waste in those food department. So they recycle. They all recycle. Not, not, to, not, not onto the, the table, table, but like into fuels and things like that. Different things that they could use it for, for um, Compost. composting and stuff like that. So it does not truly get wasted. So that's a good thing. So character meals, as of now, are they worth it? Yes. Absolutely. And you know what? I feel like that downtime, like I said, it's a good. I always love meals where the kids are entertained. Because it kind of gives the parents a moment, like everybody's caught up still in that Disney magic, but it also gives parents just, well, anyone in general, just that time to take that deep breath. That, and those those meals have now become relaxing, yes, fun, entertaining for everybody, and non-stressful. Yeah, because I mean, how many times those, you know, uh, Cinderella's Royal Castle, your mid-bite and whatever. Oh, wait, but we got to get the camera, the video, the autograph books, and make sure that everything's perfect mm-hmm. for that. Two minutes that each well, princess is at like the I table. It's like I said, Cinderella's wasn't the worst. It was the worst were the ones where you had a buffet where you had to get up and try to run to get your food. Yeah, it was. Um, this is make it so much nicer. Um, expense, yeah, you know, they're a little more expensive, but you're getting basically people are serving you. Yeah, but hopefully Tusker House brings back that pogo juice. Oh. <laughs> that breakfast juice is so good. I love that juice, and I'm not a big juice fan, but somehow I love that juice. So, with the good juice news, I think it's time to go ahead and end our podcast on that good juice news, I guess. Well, we don't know if it's really news, because I'm sure it'll come back with it, but it just hasn't been announced if it's going to come back. Well, it makes you happy. It does make me happy. Okay. So, with that happy news, it's time for us to say goodbye and... Find find your your magic. magic. Bye, Bye, everyone. everyone.